Welcome, beautiful endo warriors, and welcome to the Endo Consciousness Podcast, a safe space where we can all come together to learn new and valuable information that we can each implement into our own unique healing journeys. So grab your hot heating pad, your cup of tea, whatever it is you need, and tune into today's episode. Welcome everyone to today's episode. Um, I really wanted to talk on this one about trusting your body Um, because I find that a lot of people don't trust what their body is telling them and they don't tune into it and I think part of this healing journey um, majorly falls on the fact of listening to what your body needs and so what that looks like is a lot of things really is You know, are you in pain today, but you feel like you have to get the house clean, housework done, or you have to do this, or you have to do that, you know? Um, Do you have sick days at work that you could use up because you're having a really bad day, and instead of pushing yourself farther and farther, um, maybe today is a day that you just take off and you spend on self-care and resting so that your body can heal. Maybe, maybe you're really craving, you know, that chocolate bar because you're just feeling like crap. And, you know, when we feel like crap, especially on our periods, we crave a lot of shit that's not good for us. Um, but maybe instead finding an alternative to, to curb that sweet tooth, you know, like finding the organic honey that um, isn't, you know, as sugary tasting and making yourself a hot chocolate out of um, cocoa powder, honey, and some some almond milk, you know, like that's, that's how I make mine and hot water, obviously. Um, just finding those things to tune into your body and allow, allow it to have that space for healing. Um, on this topic, I also want to give you guys a quick update on my, um, medical medium cleanse, because this really, really goes into trusting your body and listening to it. So for the first little bit, I felt amazing on it. I felt really, really good. Um, but then after I recorded last week's podcast, um, a couple of one or two days after that, I started to feel really shitty. Um, I started to feel like hungover and like, I just, I wasn't feeling good anymore. And so I decided to take myself off the cleanse because I'm not, I don't ever want to do something for so long that it sends me backwards. And some people, I'm not saying that the cleanse is bad, but some people absolutely have no problem making it through that whole 28 days or any cleanse that you choose. Um, Other people are only meant to be on it for a certain amount of time. So trusting your body. um, I'm still doing the celery juice every morning because I find it very hydrating and I love the way that um, it helps my um, intestinal tract work. My bowel movements are much healthier, much better. Um, I'm still eating a lot of raw fruits and vegetables, but I've added back in a lot of the fats and proteins. And what I have decided to do for myself, because um, the whole point of it is to give your body, your intestinal tract, your liver, all those things a break from all the things it has a hard time breaking down or a hard time filtering whatever um, body part it is. Um, So by going on a diet like that, say even for like three or four days, at a time, like every month or two months, just gives your body that break it needs so that it can focus on other healing other parts of your body. So it's not always your liver's not always focused on breaking down this and your your intestinal tract's not always focused on trying to absorb the food that you're constantly eating that it's, you know, having a hard time with. So um, I definitely, definitely still suggest that maybe you, um, you try this or at least look into it and see if it's the right option for you. 
But please remember that if it's not right for you, listen to yourself, listen to your body and modify it or get off of it if you need to. Um, I made it, I think, eight or nine days. Well, eight, eight days, I think, was the one I released the podcast. So I think nine or ten days I made it for. And then I really started to feel like crap and decided that it was no longer serving me. Um, so, yeah, so let's get back into other things. So, um, you know, on the same lines of your body, I really want to talk about listening to your body when you're in your period as well, because um, listening to your body doesn't always mean resting, because I know we're in a lot of pain. I know that we're always tired, but sometimes rest isn't the option. And what I mean by that is um, before I had my hysterectomy, when I would have my periods, I found that my pain was much less when I would work out. Um, Obviously, not only working out during your periods, working out um, in between the periods also like having that consistent schedule obviously made them a lot lighter a lot less painful but I'm talking specifically on your period I know it seems counterproductive but getting on the treadmill you know lifting weights doing yoga whatever it is that feels good for you but moving your body and when I first started doing that, I honestly, I remember the very first time that I ever read that and I was like, yeah, fucking right. Like whatever, but I'm going to give it a shot because I'm willing to do whatever it takes to feel better. And I remember jumping on my treadmill. I was on there for like 20 minutes and then I did an actual workout and I, at first it was hard. At first I was like, this cannot be the only way. And especially with how heavier periods are. Um, that was before I had found the Diva Cup and um, reusable pads, which are way more absorbent than any synthetic thing that you can buy and much better for your body. But um, I actually felt really good after. My pain had significantly dropped. Um, I like had more energy. I actually didn't need my heating pad for most of the rest of the day. And that was very unusual for me. So that was something that I started, especially, I didn't do it every day that I had my period. There were obviously days where I just couldn't bring myself to do it. And especially if you are completely exhausted, don't push yourself so hard that you um, end up injuring yourself or make yourself more exhausted. But on some of the days I would, and I would actually feel much better afterwards. So sometimes listening to your body isn't exactly... um, you know, always what you think it should be. Sometimes it needs to be actually moving your body, getting that blood flowing, stretching those muscles out because we do spend a lot of time when we're in pain curled up in a little ball. And what happens to our muscles is they contract and they atrophy. And then you're even even more pain because your muscles are tight and you can barely move your body. And I don't know about anyone else, but I know for me, when I spend days laying around all day long, I actually feel worse at the end of the day. I have a headache, my body hurts because I haven't moved it and I haven't done the things that it actually requires me to do. So for people who work, you know, any sort of job, but especially if you have like a very regular nine to five, Monday to Friday type job, um, I suggest, you know, trying to wake up a little bit earlier and Even if working out isn't the thing for you right now, because again, listening to your body, you may not be able to jump right into a workout. Like I, you know, a month or so ago, just tried it again where I, I paid for this program through a local gym. It's a, it was a three week program. And by day eight, I had to stop because it was so intense. It was too much for my body. And I ended up sending myself into such a massive flare up and I was flared up for over a week because of working out too hard. So Don't push yourself, but getting up, say, even 10, 15 minutes earlier and do even just stretching your body, 
following along with a quick morning yoga video, something to get your body moving, get the muscles stretched out, relax your body so that if you do have a flare up, you're already not super tight and tense because you haven't moved enough. You know, like we spent all night sleeping, unless you're thrashing and turning all night long, like your body really isn't moving that much at night. So making sure that when you wake up, getting those stretches in, move your body, even if you don't want to do anything that like that and you just want to throw on some music and dance, that's perfectly fine. That gets your blood pumping, your heart is working, your muscles are getting moved and stretched out. Like it really doesn't matter what you do, but find something that works for you and makes you feel good. And then, you know, and even if you don't work on a Monday to Friday nine to five job, doing that first thing in the morning, like I am a server right now. So I work a lot of evening shifts. And even when I work day shifts, like I don't start until 1030 in the morning. So I still have a lot of time to move my body before work. But making sure that when you wake up in the morning, you're not just sitting down on the couch or getting ready really quickly and not moving that body because you're going to create more issues um, down the road and on that topic moving into things to do for yourself massage acupuncture chiropractor all those sorts of things um, are very very important for anyone but especially when you're dealing with a chronic illness such as ours um, it's very important for you to take care of your body in every possible way and that includes getting a monthly massage especially if you have benefits and if you don't budget that into your freaking if you can budget that in for yourself because it's very important that you work out all that tension in your muscles like i am so bad for i'm definitely that person that i'll book a massage my massage therapist will tell me every time, like, holy crap, you're so tight. You need to come in more often. You've got a lot of issues, you know, a lot of tension you need worked out. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. And then, like, six months go by and I haven't been back. And then I'm in even more pain and I go back and they're like, oh, my God, you have this, 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 and this. You need to come more often. I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's been me. So I actually have just started. I went for a massage yesterday and I've already booked in for two weeks from now um, so that I can continue to work on that. And I'm going to continue doing that for the rest of the year because I have a lot of benefits to use up because I don't go very often. And then next year, I'm going to make it um, make a point of getting a massage at least once a month. I go to my acupuncture lady. I have just started seeing her again this last month. I took about a year off. Um, I'm going to see her at least once a month. Once a month. So for me specifically, I'm going to alternate every two weeks. One, one will be um, acupuncture. Then two weeks later, it will be massage. Then two weeks later, it will be acupuncture. In there, I'm going to sprinkle in chiropractor um, visits to get adjustments so that my body is feeling good. Because if your body is tight and sore and feeling like crap, it's just adding on to everything else that we already deal with every single day. Um, and then on the food front, you know, like, again, listening to your body. Are you in a lot of pain? Have you been eating a lot of things that are, are triggering for you? Um, I know I go down those where I'm like, I start eating something because I haven't eaten it in a long time. And then I can't stop myself. I keep eating more and more and more. And then I'm in pain forever. And it's not worth it. Like, if you can't have just a little bit and then stop, maybe don't eat that specific food until you have that self-control. Um, finding alternatives. Like I know, especially in the, you know, American Canadian diets, you know, there's a lot of 
meats and fats and candy and sugar and just all this stuff that's not healthy for us generally but especially when we have endo it's really not good for us and yet we indulge in it we indulge in it we indulge in it and all these people chronic illness or not are dealing with chronic inflammation chronic digestive problems like all of these issues that just could totally be avoided um and then you know, you, you eat all these foods and then you go and eat fruits and vegetables and and they taste like crap to you. Well, yes, because your body isn't craving that your body is craving those things that are full of things like added sugars and crap like that, that makes it so addictive to our bodies. And, but the more that you, the more that you decide that you're not going to eat that stuff and the less you eat it. And as your body begins to detox that stuff out, um, the, the less you're going to crave that stuff and the better the fruits and vegetables are going to taste to you. Um, and then along comes with, so another issue that I find is a lot of people can't eat, especially raw vegetables like broccoli and stuff like that. Um, they find it very gassy for themselves. Well, even just doing a week of that medical medium 28 day cleanse and following it strictly, I don't get gas and bloating from those kinds of vegetables anymore because I've cleared out all the old stale rotting foods and proteins and fats and things that have never left my intestinal tract that are causing those issues. And now, especially because I flooded my body with those nutrients, it can handle those nutrients again. That's how our bodies are supposed to be able to handle nutrients, but they can't because we are just flooding it with all these things that aren't good for us. So if you've decided that you're absolutely serious about taking your health serious um, and not allowing yourself to indulge all the time and you want to feel good, I highly suggest you start looking into those things, um, whether it's a cleanse or it's just changing up your diet. If you know, you're the type of person who needs to just you know, do small steps, one, one thing a week. Cut out one thing a week and replace it with something healthy. Cut out one thing a week and replace it with something that is, you know, not going to trigger your endo. Um, You know, start with, you know, just some light stretching three to four times a week in the morning and do some light stretching before bed. That's another good time to do some very, to do some stretching, whether that's yoga or just sitting down and stretching out the muscles in your body. Morning and night are the best times to do it. Morning, you're stretching out all the muscles from being tense and tight from not moving. And then night, you're stretching out all that tension that you've picked up all day long and moving. And you're, you know, in in our society, it's not what it was many, many, many years ago, hundreds of years ago, where we didn't have, you know, a thousand things to do every single day. So taking that time to just honor your body and stretch those things out, 100% what you need to do. And then just work your way up, work your way up to doing more and more and more and getting better and better and better. It takes time and it takes consistency. And that's the one thing that, you know, a lot of people don't talk about is that, you know, I healed my endo with food or I feel better because I've, I've changed my food and my lifestyle, but they don't talk about how long it took. Like I have been on this journey. I was diagnosed over 10 years ago, but, or Yeah, I was diagnosed 12 years ago. I had to think about that. Um, And almost 13 years ago, actually. And um, honestly, like, I just, I didn't actually start looking into diet until about two or so years after I was diagnosed. So it's been like 10 years since I have actually been trying to take my food 
and my health seriously and my lifestyle seriously. And I still struggle. I'm not perfect. Um, I've definitely come a long way. And the majority of my progress has been within the last couple of years. That goes without anyone on my side. I had no one to back me up. I had no podcast to listen to. I had no Facebook groups that I knew about. I was doing that strictly on my own. And so listen to podcasts like mine or any other end of ones. I know there's not many, but find them. Listen to other people's experiences. Find the Instagram, the Facebook pages. Find all of those things of people sharing how to go about doing this comment, engage, message, whatever you need to do and find that support. Find women in your community that are also struggling and be each other's support. Help each other through it. And if you don't see progress or you don't feel like it's enough progress within the first you know, few weeks to few months, don't give up. Do not give up. You have spent your entire life eating all the wrong foods. You cannot expect in just a week or two weeks or a month or six months that your body is going to be able to filter all that stuff out, especially when you're not giving it like a radical, you know, something like a cleanse where it has the chance to clean everything out that's no longer serving your body that it doesn't need and it can't hold on to anymore because it's causing issues and give yourself a complete reset if if you want quicker change. But if, if you can't do that, that's totally fine. But Be patient. Please be patient. I see so many people give up on changing their diet and their lifestyle because they don't see change fast enough. But just like anything, like you can't go to the gym and pick up 100 pound weights if you've never lifted weights before. You can't go out and start running for an hour straight if you've never ran before. You have to work your way up to that. You know, like and it goes with anything in our lives, but especially with, with this lifestyle, you have to work your way to that. It has to become a habit. You have to make it a habit to eat properly, to move your body, to do the things that are going to make you feel good. And then from there, it gets easier. It gets easier. The pain starts coming less and less. It becomes less intense, but it gets easier. So listen to your body. Listen to what your body needs tap in, tune in, do, do what your body needs. Not, not what you think it wants because you have a craving or because you don't feel like stretching your body. You know, like how much TV do you watch? How much time do you spend scrolling on social media? You could take, you know, you could leave the TV on and just sit on your floor and do some stretches. It doesn't have to completely be separated from the rest of your life. You're sitting on the couch having a conversation with your significant other or your children or whoever or friend get on the floor and start stretching you can still have a conversation while you do it it doesn't have to be this big life-altering thing it can be very simple um so with that being said guys that is all i have for today um again if you need anything send me an email i know it's in the description of my podcast Um, I haven't figured out how to edit the description on my episodes so that there's spaces between everything. It doesn't allow me on the app that I use to record these. So I'm still playing around with that, but, um, absolutely email me. You can follow me on Instagram. Um, that's at endoconsciousness. Um, and I will see you guys next week.